can is opened. Both the hazards and the precautions will be explored in detail in the following chapters. What is interesting is that people can put food in cans at their own homes if the correct procedures are observed and the proper tools and equipment exist. Many would choose to purchase canned food and store it away, but a good number of people would prefer to make sure that they know what is in the cans they eat. If you are one of these people, then the contents of this book are for you. It is strongly recommended that if you choose to proceed to canning food on your own, some professional assistance and advice on tricks and secrets that you would need to know is sought. Chapter 1. Canning, History and Development The need to preserve food dates as far back as the first years of the Napoleonic Wars. The French government offered the hefty reward of 12,000 francs to the inventor that could produce an effective way of preserving large quantities of food for a prolonged period of time. The requirement resulted from the need to support Napoleon's military campaigns. The winner of the contest was Nicolas Appert in 1809. He noticed that unless the seals leaked, the food cooked inside a jar did not spoil. Acting on this observation, he developed a method to seal food in glass jars. The reason that the food did not spoil was discovered fifty years later by none other than Louis Pasteur, who noticed and recorded how microbes affected the food spoilage. Glass jars presented a challenge, as there were a lot of problems involved in their transportation. The solution was given by Peter Durand in 1810, who devised the familiar cylindrical wrought-iron canisters, the root of the modern tin cans. Durand's cans solved the fragility problem of the glass jars, and they were also cheaper and faster to manufacture. However, glass jars still remain as a good option for canning high-value products at home. Durand's cans may have solved the glass jars' inadequacies, but they presented another problem. Not everyone could use a bayonet to open a can up. Sometimes it was necessary to smash the cans with rocks to open them up. This necessitated the development of a can opener, which didn't happen until 1840, largely due to the fact that the factory and the know-how of Nicolas Appert were all but destroyed in 1814 by the coalition soldiers invading France. The next step was the development of the famous tin can. It would seem that the entire canning concept was something that the French could identify with, in a similar fashion that the Finns identify with driving and the Brazilians identify with soccer. As another Frenchman, Philippe de Girard was the one who thought of the method and developed it with the assistance of Brian Donkin and John Hall. The product was dubbed as tin can because the material used was tinned wrought iron. Tin cans became a massive success, initially amongst the military forces of the British Army and the Royal Navy, and then commercially. It is indicative of this success that by the mid-nineteenth century, canned food became a status symbol for the middle class. This success was mitigated heavily after the Franklin Expedition disaster in 1845, which vividly demonstrated that canned food may entail serious health hazards. In this case, it was the lead solder that was used for sealing the cans that was proved to be extremely poisonous to humans. The situation was remedied through various improvements and side inventions, and by 1860 the increase in urban populations demanded for increased quantities of canned food. At that point, the time required to cook food in a sealed can was reduced from six hours to thirty minutes. The next major advancement in the canning technology occurred during World War I. 
In the beginning the food contained was cheap and of low quality. The majority of the cans contained the then-famous bully beef, which was actually very cheap corned beef. To improve the morale of their soldiers, the British began producing food of higher quality, and then created the staple of all military forces even to this date, the complete meals. As incredible as it may seem, the last major development that occurred around the 1900s remains the same until today, and this is the double-seaming technique, which completely sealed the cans and made them totally airtight and allowed for the food inside to remain uncompromised for a period of at least five years, even at the worst of storing conditions. The only change that has happened during the manufacturing stage of a can recently is the substitution of steel and wrought iron with aluminum compounds, which made the can production faster and cheaper. While it is